This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. All right, it is time for our Counterpoint. We've got our guys all locked and loaded, already talking along. And this Counterpoint is brought to you by Pizzaville 416-736-Free-Sex-Free-Sex-Or-Pizzaville.ca. Tonight we got Mike Van Solen, Managing Principal over at Navigator, a public relations firm. Hello. Hello, great He's to be here. He's a fixer, that's what he is. And that guy talking already, Stephen LeDrew, <laughs> lawyer, broadcaster, and uh, currently a homemaker. Hello. I'm currently a lawyer. I'm currently a broadcaster. So <laughs> I'm I mean, currently a homemaker. Uh, well, yeah, true. You know, I clean toilets. But, uh, but, but I, am <laughs> con- I am confused. Wearing what are you both, confused bo- about? Both a scarf and shorts. I mean, this is an odd sartorial choice. Why? What's the matter with that? It is. I mean, you know, it's summer, so you can wear shorts, and yet it's cold, so I don't want to lose my voice. So, uh, you know, that's what we're doing. There we are. Okay. And then poor Alice is just sitting there gobsmacked, saying, <laughs> just oh like, my what gosh, is happening? what is happening to her show? Let's talk about the Philippines, <laughs> shall we? Because this is not the first time we're talking about it's this headline. It's just a headline that kind of becomes a recurring theme, because we're getting a bad reputation on the world stage when it comes to our trash, and namely because we are dumping it on uh, these Asian countries, and Malaysia government is furious because it was told that it was getting recyclables. It was, again, falsely labeled. And so they're saying, look, you're going to get back thousands of tons of plastics, uh, just like the Philippines. And and Krista Freeland was asked about this today, and here was her response. Yes, I am uh, aware of this emerging situation with Malaysia. Uh, This is uh, an issue where the lead uh, is Environment Canada, mm-hmm. and I will be speaking uh, to my excellent colleague, Catherine McKenna. In other words, I'm going to tell Catherine, do your damn job, because this is your area, and you're not doing your job, but I don't think anyone is, and I'll start with you on this, Mike, this is a big problem for this government. This is a government that talks about all things environmental. It's not their problem, they didn't start yeah. this, but they certainly haven't done anything to fix it. No, I, I think it, uh, you know, I think it's it weighs on their shoulders because they they virtue signal about the environment and, and so much, and and you know the you know this is an issue that the government has built its brand around. Um, but I, as I try to dig in this, I'm not I'm not sure if these countries are, are you know the Philippines one. Hey, look, these are commercial transactions that have gone wrong, and the commercial operators involved on both ends should be held to account. Um, so we got to sort this out. But look, I can, I can see what we have too often is from the first world to the third world, we are transferring all, you know, the responsibility at, at the lowest possible cost of taking care of our trash. And so, yeah, that's going to come back to us. And, and we as, as Canadians and the government are, are if those commercial interests don't exist and can't be held to account, we're going to wear the damn thing. Well, what? you know what? We're, we're, I was surprised by the numbers. I mean, Global News investigated this. Only 9% of what we put in the blue box is recycled. And so putting aside oh. the fact that we can make a lot of money and ship it to countries that want it, the bottom line is 
this whole thing's a scam, Stephen, because we don't even, most of what we put in that blue box is being dumped. But it is a commercial scam in the sense that, you know, companies are buying it because yeah. they want, the uh, governments want to get off the hook on this thing because they aren't recycling. So that's a whole different issue. But on this one with Malaysia, it is, as you said, Mike, it's a commercial matter. A company was paid to get rid of this stuff. Mm-hmm. They found a company in Malaysia and paid them saying, okay, we'll ship it to you. And that company said, well, we'll get rid of it in Malaysia. Yeah, but so it, it arrives as, it's, it's arriving it, as recycled, but it's garbage. Well, we don't know that. We absolutely don't know that, first of all. And secondly, I, I agree, though, that once it becomes elevated to a government-to-government thing, yeah. then Canada should, no equivocation about it, just say, we will take it back. You know, that's <laughs> we, what we pay taxes for. You know, we will, and we will sue this company if the company's still in existence or if it has any assets. We will deal with that company. But for the, for world status, uh, then we should take it back immediately. And I mean, our Minister of the Environment in the last one, McKenna, said, I mean, she dragged her feet for weeks, if not months and months, and finally said, well, we are going to get to it. Yeah, but That's their government, government said, no, no, we don't want your ship. They're both, both Malaysia and the Philippines are saying, we don't care about your ship, we're sending it back ourselves. And so they don't care, they'll dump it. Well, I mean, McKenna, the last I heard on the, yeah. on the Philippines, McKenna was going to make arrangements and they for said it to come no. back. And then the next day they said, no, well, yeah, save your ship, we'll then? ship, no, they're well, shipping they, it back they, on their ship because they, they don't... It? Have well, they done it? Maybe. maybe. I know it, it, as effective it, it, as our government is on getting things done. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's heading back. Uh, it's <laughs> heading, heading back. back probably by about August. But but even your point, like, what w- it was a breakdown in a commercial arrangement. Even even if yes. it got there and it wasn't, you know, it was supposed to be all clean plastic that'd be recycled. It had all food stuff in it. I mean, that that was a transaction between two businesses that was wrong, right? They but we sold have them something. They got. We're supposed to follow. 100%. And Malaysia has its own customs. It has its own inspectors when it goes in there. What I don't want this to end up as more government inspectors looking at everything that a company ships out of Canada, sticking their nose into it. Because really, when we're saying governments are responsible for this, that is what the answer is going to be. We're going to hire more inspectors, and we are going to be looking in every one of your garbage cans. I think we should stop expecting others to take our trash. And actually, I mean, we've been doing recycling for a long time now, and the fact that we don't have a system in place in Ontario where... We actually recycle it is is to well, me. Well, no, we do have a system in place. Well, no, but it's not of nine percent is what <laughs> our numbers. That's not a that's not a real win. But that's overall Ontario, I believe. I think in Toronto it's higher. It shouldn't be at all. We should at this point, twenty thirty years in, have our own facilities to melt this stuff down and take care of it instead of dumping it on other countries or in landfills. We well, do I it. think that's part of. Go ahead. Well, well, look, we do, we do a poor job. We we, do a, we, we can do a better job. job. And that you know, the, damn Doug Ford. And yeah, he, he wanted. <laughs> but but as he as he's third third world countries, you know, China has has a growing middle class, and and they and part of where this has all come from is because they said we don't want it anymore. Mm. You know, you know, they had environmental standards that brought in. So look, uh, we got to take care of our own stuff. One more. Yes, sir. Are you listening? Yes, sir. You plastics. All right, let's uh, move on here because Andrew Shear was uh, in, uh, well, North York area tonight delivering one of his speech. This time it was on immigration policy. He says, you know, we will restore fairness and faith and integrity of Canada's immigration system by cracking down on those who game the refugee process and supporting newcomers who help boost the economy. And then he accused the Liberals of playing politics with the issue, uh, really saying that, you know, we should be able to have conversations on immigration without being called racist. And then he made it clear of this because I I think one area that Shearer's had a problem is is defining who he is, which is not a racist, but he made this point tonight. And I find the notion that one's race, religion, 
gender, or sexual orientation would make anyone in any way superior or inferior to anyone else absolutely repugnant. And if there's anyone here who disagrees with that, there's the door. You're not welcome here. There you go, Stephen. He is making very clear that uh, if you want to be a racist, if you want to be any of these things that we are being accused of, you're not welcome in this party. And but you he'll know have what to the say liberals it. are going to do. They're yeah. going to say, well, that is that is the code word. Hidden you know? agenda. And it really is a hidden agenda of dealing with this. And so that's a liberal game at this thing, and they've done that very well in the past. I think that was a bold statement. I think it was a clear statement. And when people, and particularly conservatives like Mr. Van Solen here, are saying, well, we don't know, you know, Sheer. We are, every Canadian is going to know who Sheer is by the election. And well, that's what it counts. Well, if they're expecting, and these speeches he's giving are good. Yeah, look, yeah. If, he's, if anybody's expecting that Shear's going to come out and be a rock star, they should give that hope up now. I don't think people care at this point if they get a rock star. They we just want, want someone. One. No, we don't. We've had that. And right. he, we want someone with substance uh, and who can do the job. And he's clearly in these speeches trying to make it known of who he is. I think when Canadians get a chance to see him, and, 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 they're, and they're learning about him now, they're going to find a really competent, well-put-together guy. He, there's no razzle-dazzle, but he's really straight-ahead, family man, solid values, uh, has thought deeply about the, about the issues. And, and another thing to bear in mind, he was also Speaker of the House, you know, and, that, and that's not a role that you give uh, to, you know, and he did that in the Harper government. Well, you have to be liked by everybody. You have to be liked, and you have to be respected. Expected, otherwise, you're not elevated to that position. And he's a former Speaker of the House, and I think that speaks to something about the character of the man that all parties agreed on a few short years ago. Yeah. It's interesting because the one thing he has to fight, Stephen, is is that he's being called a racist. This is what we call a wedge issue, where you wedge your can your your opponent on these issues. And for sure, he's got to be able to talk about immigration. The fact that we can't talk about immigration in this country without you know being so polarized on it is to well, me. Well, why haven't we been able to talk about immigration? I think that you've talked about it on your show. Other other shows have talked about it. There's articles about it. People talk about it all the time. The chattering class is saying you can't talk about it. and But they're not in the majority. And this is when it comes down to election campaigns and you talk about who's going to be voting out there. Uh, I think we need a very good discussion as to uh, immigration. And I think that uh, the Liberals uh, will not want that because they are guilty of malfeasance on this. And so they are going to say, they're going to say, hidden agenda, racist. Well, it's clear that racist or um, abortion, these are going to be the big two wedges used to shut down debate on any of this and to to um, really kind of paint sheer into a corner. Yeah, that's what they want. They would love the convers- like the conversation to, to be on that, and they're, they're going to really try to drive him to say, uh, you know, anything that they can to twist him in, in, in the right direction. But look, I think he's going to be really great on these issues. And it's critical for the federal government to sort of deal with immigration and the refugee system. Uh, I don't think the system uh, and and the topic doesn't have to be that difficult. All we all he's talking about <laughs> is ensure there's integrity in the system. It works. Well, he's a racist, clearly. and you don't want people to game the system, which is going on every day, and it's unfair. For people who are actually going by the rules. Yeah, Yeah, like my brother-in-law and my mother-in-law who have been waiting years paying thousands of dollars to immigrate to this country the proper way. Wait, you're a smart woman. Just tell them to go down to to the States and walk across Quebec. You'll be fine. They didn't feel like carrying their bags that far and they just felt like doing it the good old-fashioned, honest way. Pack a lighter bag. There you go. (laughs) All right, this uh, counterpoint brought to you by Pizzaville. 416-736-FREE-SEX-FREE-SEX or pizzaville.com. See, sorry, pizzaville.ca, let me get that right. We'll take a quick pause and we'll talk about 
social media, is it time to shut it down? Is it that much of a threat to our democracy? We will pick up that right after this here on Point on Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. All right, we got a round two of Counterpoint brought to you by Pizzaville. 416-736-3636 or pizzaville.ca. We got Mike Van Solen and we've got Stephen LeDrew. Every time I hear that commercial, I feel like I've got to have the English accent. And make it sound like what? Well, he did. It's one of the no. best ad campaigns I think ever. It's a three six, three six, three sex. Very yeah, it's very free yes. sex, free sex. Somebody's going to, you know, complain to the CRTC about that. Not a no, chance. No, three were talking about free sex on six forty the other night. And you could get a good pizza. Oh, yeah, a little cheese along the way. All right, let's talk about uh, Ottawa because it was uh, ground zero for everything from executives of Twitter, Facebook, Google, mm-hmm. uh, to leaders around the world. They're trying to figure out, you know, how do we protect uh, citizens in our world from things like privacy online, you know, curb the spread of uh, disinformation and hate. Yet Mark Zuckerberg, nowhere to be found. None of the big execs bothered to show up. And then a former Facebook advisor uh, who's been very, very critical of, of, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook uh, venture capitalist Mark Robert McNamee just said, "Well, if your goals are to protect democracy and personal liberty, you got to be bold, and you've got to basically shut down these platforms. It's time that we call their bluff." And I would suggest that the greatest threat to be de- to democracy would be to shut down these social media platforms. Because no matter how much I might not like them, Stephen, you can't have governments just all of a sudden turning them off. Talk about an oppressive idea that the government's going to come down and shut down. It's like burning books. You just simply yeah. cannot do it, and they should not do it. What we should have is a, some education about you know, the fact that you put stuff on Facebook, it's going to be always there. It's going to be going around and have education. And the three of us are in the news business about looking where your sources are. So just if you read something on social media, it doesn't mean it's the truth. You have to figure out where it came from and let's educate some people so we have a greater a greater democracy of well, people would... who, who know what's going on as opposed to people who are going to be finding this stuff surreptitiously well, after it's been outlawed. Terrible. Right. But we've got a government, though, Mike, that wants to figure out and stop uh, and, and choose picks, pick winners and losers in media. So they're yeah. going to do that. And then, of course, they're talking about, well, maybe we could shut down these, these <laughs> social media platforms. To which I, and, and I would say this of any government. I don't want any government shutting down anything, period. No. No, I mean, there's so many issues here. I mean, the, the federal government giving $600 million is is not going to do anything to uh, to improve the reputation of legacy media and, and, and their success. One. Two, the, the, the Facebooks of the world. I, I mean, th- this uh, Roger McNamee, um, I mean, he's just, that is, it's a sledgehammer to kill a fly. There are issues with uh, fake news and, and misinformation, and I believe education is the right way. You don't turn these platforms off. You don't uh, smash a printing press. Um, personal privacy, you know, there are, you know, we have a, a robust regime in this country. It can always be improved. It can be kept up with the times of, of what's going on, because I think our, our personal privacy, that is a learning process as this technology But this of, horse has left the barn. Oh, These governments oh, oh, have had decades you're not, to do this. You can't just all of a sudden do this. They've waited too long. Well, like some kid, some kid will have something up like... Like that. Yeah. Like it's just is not going to happen. Government, is this a liberal government looking to deflect 
attention away from all its failures. And they're saying, we are going to be out there protecting your children and protecting you and protecting your privacy. Right. We're going to do something. We can't build pipelines. This- we can't do anything that governments should be able to do. So we're going to go off on a new adventure. Sure. I mean, they, they, they like any distractions that get away Absolutely. from pi- pi- pipelines, uh, reconciliation with First Nations, uh, oh, our, 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 status, our status on the world ago. stage. <laughs> I, I understand all that. Um, but uh, look, th- this, is, this is no solution. And, and the combination of shutting this down and, and the way they're, do- they're doling out the, the monies, um, you know, that it's, not, it's not a good time for media. I, I, th- well, I think these no, are but it's both also, efforts in the wrong direction. Right. And the last thing I want is this particular government, um, never mind any other government, to, to be choosing and so, picking what we hear five well, months before an election. So let's, and, like, and let's have people tell the government that. Well, yeah. say, do well, your job. In October, we get to do that. Yeah, there you go. Um, and, and what I say to what I say to friends who defend the money, you know, giving the money out to sort of these legacy money, legacy uh, organizations, is you think it's fine? Okay, great. In and, and imagine in a hypothetical world in two years where there's a conservative government in Ottawa and and they give out six hundred six hundred yeah. million dollars and they put together a committee to kind of take care of that. What do you? What exactly? How do you? you how are you going like to view so media much. then? Yeah. And what about about the money going to certain newspapers, which are owned by third-generation families? Really, really rich people have done nothing except for be born into an entitled family. And so the government's going to be giving money to their businesses? The whole thing is is awful. It smells. It is. The whole thing, yeah, of course it does. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Ontario Place. Um, Look, we're being told to dream big. Uh, The province today saying we are taking ideas from whomever on this. Casinos are off the table and clearly uh, developing the place for condos off the table. Already the city of Toronto is unhappy. John Tory saying, well, we want to be part of the process. Well, it's not Toronto Place. It's Ontario Place. But it's in Toronto, and they should be part of the process. part of the process, but look, John Tory made it clear. He wants development. He wanted condos. Back in 2012, he told anyone who would listen, he wants condos. Well, that's not necessarily the best use of that land. What should go there? Um, I'm glad it's not a casino. I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not big on the casinos and the gambling it's a world. Loser. I, I, Look at that I, in the states, I, you know, and, and other casinos around Ontario. They're, so what loser. goes there? But but be, I I would have I, I might have allowed an opportunity for for anybody to make a proposal if if uh, if a condo and some people down there allowed it to be a little bit more economically feasible and allowed you to do a few more things. I would have been open to, to the process. They've made a decision that they don't want any development. But maybe somebody could come the, along and still make a great proposal for Disney. a condo. Along with they, other things, all, there's so many places that as, could do as Ford did when they recognized that they had made an error on Monday. They did an about face on, right. on the whole no, question no. of cuss, and, and so maybe they do the same thing if someone right. comes along and says, "Yeah, but you said this." However, you know, let's oh, just make a so move. Many things and I don't do say this facetiously, but I think a Ferris wheel, a London Eye, something like that would be an awesome thing to have. I gotta be honest, I don't know why everyone hates the idea. I mean, London has a big uh, Ferris wheel. Chicago's got it. Um, Chicago's what a great what a great spot to see the city it would be. Yeah, like you could put so much in there. The CN Tower to see the city? Yeah, that's no, one area. Yeah. It's not enough. It's, 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 it's one, one area. area. Come this on. Is, you you know. can look around. 
Let's talk a little bit about, Let's have a discussion uh, about it. Toronto police using facial recognition technology. They've been using this for more than a year, a tool that they say can increase the speed and efficiency of criminal investigations. And it has led to arrests in major crimes, including mm-hmm. homicides, including, oh yes, uh, Bruce MacArthur. Um, this is artificial intelligence, however, that's been banned in San Francisco. My question, why wouldn't they bother to mention this to anybody? I can't. I can't explain the disc- lack of disclosure, and and they spent a you know a good penny on it, like yes, a ha- half a million dollars, and they've had it for a year. Um, you know, maybe they wanted to use it first and be able to come forward and say, look, there's a guy Bruce MacArthur behind bars, and and uh, he's there in part because uh, we we're able to use this. It's great to start your story with some successes to show for it. Uh, but this notion of privacy is long gone. I, I don't mind the way the way it's described, the, the way I understand the story of how they're using it. It seems efficient. We need to have a more efficient uh, police service. This is as opposed to some guy sitting there with mugshot, like those yeah. massive mugshot mug books. It's uh, like a computer going through it. all these pictures. Yeah, said, as you say, some guy looking through this old yeah. newspapers, yeah. looking at mugshots and stuff like that. So it was done incorrectly. I think there should have been. Um, transparency. Uh, well, transparency, and they should have explained what the heck it is, because I still don't fully understand it. But San Francisco says they don't want it. They can't fix anything in San Francisco. The city <laughs> is falling apart. Again, this is one of their ideas, just to deflect from the fact that they can't do what governments are supposed to do. So they're saying, oh, well, we're going to protect everybody's privacy. The only people who are going to be protected by this, by not having facial recognition, the bad guys. The bad guys, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Look, and this is, you know, like our story about Facebook. I mean, these technologies are evolving and our, and our privacy rights and this, these parts, our privacy commissioners become so important because they have to evolve with these technologies. We're, we're getting into areas that we've never even contemplated before. But uh, look, I like what the police have described as to what they're doing makes a lot of sense Why to me. Why does Alex have both fingers up in the air? It's so I can point at you and say, oh. shut up. Oh. It's oh. over. Oh. That's a wrap. Okay. So we started off with my bare knees and now we're starting off with you and your fingers in the Air. Telling you to be quiet. Oh, it's done. Anyway, that's <laughs> it, guys. But thank you. I appreciate Always a it. Always pleasure. Love uh, being here. That is our counterpoint. Brought to you by Pizzaville. Four one six seven three six three six three six or pizzaville.ca will get you a pizza. And we say thank you. And off you go, Stephen Ledrew and Mike Van Solen. I appreciate it. You're on point on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.